All right, everybody, welcome to BO Boys for Monday, January 23rd. F it. It's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. Clayton, I like I like that you caught yourself there because, you know, we're on YouTube now and we want to follow all the regulations they got going on. And also, let's just start off by saying smash that like button, smash that subscribe button. We're pointing down. I'm trying, but my hands aren't appearing. There we go. There we go. There you go. So smash those buttons. And for those of you who are listening to us on the podcast, we're the same B.O. boys as ever, even though we are now also on YouTube. It's just more places to find us, to enjoy us. But we're still here talking box office and Clayton. You know, we there was a movie that we said was going to go missing this weekend, but it's box office. Uh, somebody found it. Somebody mm-hmm. found that box office. So oh, why don't you? We'll tell you exactly who found it, too. And it is very good. Yeah. So why don't you? Give us uh, a little plow for the box office weekend of Friday, January 20th, 2023. Number one for the sixth weekend in a row, Avatar The Way of Water made $20.1 million, down only 39%. It actually lost 255 theaters, but is standing at $598.4 million. Number two, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish, made $11.8 million, down only 18%. It lost 76 theaters. It's at 126.7 in its fifth weekend. Number three, Megan made $9.7 million, down 47%. It added 23 theaters. It's at 73.1 million dollars in its third weekend. And number four, a newbie missing was not missing. In the top five, $9.1 million in its first weekend. And number five, rounding it out, a little man called Otto, $8.8 million, down 31%. It is at $35.1 million in its fourth weekend. That is your top five, Pat. All right. So I think let's start it with the newbie. The newbie that we thought we were never going to find, but you know what? It it was out there beating its chest. This new mm-hmm. movie, Missing, it was not missing. It made some money, and we all should have seen this coming, I guess. I mean, listen, I'll own up to it, and I've had a great streak of predictions this these last couple of weeks, but I'll own up to it. I thought Missing was going to be sub $2 million. I was like, the, yes. the, the, the promotion wasn't here compared to, to searching. The star, there was not a John Cho in this movie as there was in its spiritual original searching. And we both thought that in this era, you know, after lockdowns and that kind of thing for a year or two, that people would have no interest in seeing a movie that took place mostly on smaller screens. But they did. And missing... Uh, I'm sorry, searching or no, no, this is missing. Yeah, I wish they had just called it searching too, but fine, they called still, it missing. Yeah, yeah, or still searching. Uh, obviously, still, but still searching would have been. It had to have the same characters. So I stopped right. myself. Uh, right. Searching again. Right, right, right. But they yeah. called it missing, and this movie did really well. It, it should have been sorry. It should have been searching too. T O O. Yeah. Like, look who's talking to. Right. 
Right, right. That's what it should be. That's right. We nailed it. Sorry to speak over you, but we nailed it. Searching too. Yeah. I mean, I guess- this person is also searching. I guess then the third one, is there another word alongside searching, missing, that then would make sense as the next one? Or do they call the next one missing to T-O-O-O? Or is the next one searching and missing? Oh, I don't know. I mean, it depends on what this this brain trust wants to do. And certainly they're going to get another chance at it. That's the big news. Yeah. Not only did this movie do well, it did better than uh, it did better than Searching did in its second uh, weekend expansion. Yes, it did better than what was Searching's real opening weekend. Yeah. You know, it, it had a nine theater opening weekend that doesn't really count but searching's true opening weekend where it opens to 1200 theaters it is six million dollars and missing just did nine million dollars i mean so this this franchise is bigger bigger than ever i do feel like now what we had didn't take into account is that this is not people aren't it's not exclusively about the pandemic that people are online and on phones and on screens. It it is the new normal. Mm -hmm. So all this is doing is reflecting life as it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And for us who are oldsters, and we'll admit it, we're oldsters. We, uh, we do use screens all the time. Listen, we're zooming right now. We're YouTubers for Christ's sake, right? Which means we're young, which means we're young. I mean, listen, I'm old and it's fine. Okay. But here's the thing. I'm young. Okay, fine. You can be young, and you are younger than me. Yes. In fact, you're a different generation, because I'm Gen X, and you are, of course, a millennial. Also Gen X. Now, actually, you're the most hated of all, uh, millennial. But anyway, here we go. I'm younger What I'm saying here is that this is the new normal for most younger people. The major group that went out to see this, Mm -hmm. which was women- Mm-hmm. 25 to 44 was the biggest chunk, right? But here's also what is really promising for this franchise and for this film. Mm-hmm. Diversity demos. Here mm-hmm. we go. 30% Caucasian, 26% Hispanic and Latino, 24% Black, and 20% Asian slash other, okay? That is great. That yeah. is spread so evenly that this really begs the question as to like uh, uh, how like how can Hollywood get these demographics for more of their films, mm-hmm. right? More mm-hmm. of their higher budget films because that's like a really good spread. It's a great spread. I mean, you love to see uh, all of these other groups over indexing, mm-hmm. you know, Hispanic, uh, Latino, black over indexing, Asian over indexing. It's great. I mean, you know, we sort of knocked the cast here in the sense that there was not a John show at the lead, but I think we got to give some credit to this cast in terms of bringing out this diverse audience of $9 million. Storm Reed as the as the lead. I think she acquits herself well, at least at the box office. I have not seen the film, so I don't know about the acting, but at the box office, she I think was a positive here. And Nia Long, who we were not discounting Nia Long as a 
star as someone who's been around for 30 years, but she did she wasn't the lead of this movie, but I think she proved clearly to be a value add here. Oh, I think uh, absolutely. These demos really show you that, listen, Nia Long has been around for 30 years. She is a welcome presence, and I think she now is clearly a value add, especially in a movie of, you know, uh, uh, of this size, a, a low-budget thriller. You have Nia Long in there. That's a big deal. And, and the audiences came out. And we got an email from one mm-hmm. of B.O. boy, Christopher, not intern Christopher. This is Christopher C. Okay. And title of the email, Missing. Mm-hmm. And he says, I highly recommend Missing if you like searching. I think it's just as good. And I saw it last night. This was a couple, this is three days ago. Okay. Also, that, the, uh, just, just a note, that is wanna be oh intern Christopher. It is? It is, Yes. Oh, okay. Well, he didn't. It is. Okay, okay. Yeah. I w- okay. That's embarrassing because uh, and I don't know his last name. But yeah, that is this- your intern. Yes. Okay. Also, also the main star of this movie, Storm Reed, is not huge in my age group, which we know he's a youngster because he is in college. Just giving you some boots on the ground reporting. So Storm Reed, not a big star necessarily, but not a no name, obviously. Mm-hmm. And in the under twenty five, I would assume group. This movie is resonating. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you nailed something there about us being on our smaller screens all the time. And we thought of that as a negative. We thought of that as a, you know, listen, people are going out. They're going to, you know, experiences and concerts and shows and all that. But they're still taking their phones with them. You know, everyone gets to go to concerts the last year, but they're all holding their phones up and they're filming the band, you know, and people are going to movie theaters, but they're, they're, you know, tweeting away when they're at the theater. People just have their phones all the time. So I guess on some level, a movie like Missing is still comforting mm-hmm. to audiences. They're not sick of their screens. They want to see their screens represented. And yeah. luckily, all audiences want to see their screens represented. You yes. Know, there's a diversity of of uh, audiences, as we saw, and there's a diversity of screens that need to be represented. Yes. And, and, and missing, it it represents these diverse screens. So these move, this is what Hollywood needs to learn from this, mm-hmm. is that you can't just have Apple products. They can't just be iPhones, mm-hmm. right? They yes. have to be Google phones. Yes. They have to be uh, not just Mac laptops, but Chromebooks. They have to be uh, Pentium processors, whatever, whatever those are. Like, what is that? Not Pentium. What is the brand that um, uh, Dell? They got to be Dells. Yeah. They've got to be uh, Lenovo's. Yes. All the different types of screens you can have. Yes. These yeah. need to be represented, right? Yes, that yes. is important because not everybody has an iPhone, right? And the and you want to represent all the different kind of apps that could be on these different kinds of screens. Yes. So you know, don't do the. You can't do the movie that's just FaceTime. It has to be FaceTime, and Instagram, and TikTok, and you know, selfies, and all of those different types of screens. You get diverse screens, diverse apps diverse audiences mm-hmm. and you get a low budget 
successful opening weekend like you had with Missing. Diversity is key for a movie like this. They had a diverse cast and they had a diverse size of screens represented. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Good for you, Missing. And listen, reality did not line up with our expectations when it came to Missing this weekend. But you know what? It was a positive outcome. This is great. Yes. Now, Missing compared to Searching, I mean, the bigger story is going to be in the legs. Because I am looking at Searching's box office history. And back in August and September of 2018... This was a leggy movie. You know, it opened to $6 million, but it legged out to over four times multipliers opening weekend. It got to $26 million. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that drop for the, the second wide weekend was only 25%. And then its drop after that was 30%, 32%. So that was a movie that really made its bones in the following weekend. So we're, it's still to be determined whether missing will match searching in its run. And just another a little note on Nia Long. Mm-hmm. Nia Long is on a show which I do not watch and okay. you do not watch. Okay. But a lot of people watch Euphoria. Oh wow. That's I mean she's got 9.5 million social media followers. Wow. Wow. And those aren't all from previous things. Though that's from Euphoria. Euphoria is a phenomenon among right. young people. Right. And so that is huge. And I wish, uh, you know, we don't watch a lot. I don't watch a lot of TV. You know, I don't really focus on TV here. But if I would have known that, I would have thought maybe a little bit differently about Nia Long being in this film. Yes, that's huge. So she is she is maybe at her peak in terms of being popular with the young crowd. I mean, I yes. guess not. I guess, I, I guess in the 90s, when she, she would have was, been her- When she was young, yeah. Right, right. You know, when she was in Friday and and Love Jones and all, mm-hmm. all the, the movies of the time. But right now, she's maybe in a second wave of popularity with the young people. Yeah. Being on Euphoria. So yeah, that's, that's, that's huge. It's great to be, listen, ask Sam Jackson, it's great to be a value add. Absolutely. That is is the spot you want to be in is being a value add. And, you know, like you said, diverse audience here. Um, According to Deadline, the social media awareness were very high, 8% over the usual level for a thriller. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anthony D'Alessandro says that fans were vigorously boosting this on TikTok. And, uh, yeah, I mean, listen, the star of this movie, Storm Reid, has almost 3 million social media followers. So good for her. That is modern day stardom. She's got a social media following and she got them out to see this movie. Now, can we talk about another film Mm. that kids love? Okay. Number two, Puss in Boots, The Last Wish. Yes. Okay. Which is down 18%. Only 18% mm-hmm. in its fifth weekend. It's at 126.7. And I think I read this in Anthony D'Alessandro's uh, write-up. Must that read. That's only 5% less than Sing 2 made in the same amount of time. This thing is catching up to Sing 2. 
I mean, are, are we willing to both say that is that is going to happen? This, oh, that- it is going to. Uh, yeah, it'll pass. It'll it'll pass over. Mm-hmm. Sing too, I believe. I mean, the bad guys comparison is now way in the rear view. Like yes, we're laughing, yes. talking about can this beat the bad guys, right? Yes. Which I, of course, said it would. Uh, the great Scott Mendelson was on the show a couple weeks ago. He had his fingers crossed uh, that it would. Now, to be fair, that was Scott Mendelson saying that after the initial opening weekend of Puss in Boots, a- absolutely. which was an performer. That was early on when passing the bad guys would have been a success for Puss in Boots. Yes. Now, one of the reasons, you know, our normal intro, I usually say the F word. I was not just censoring my, well, I was not censoring myself for YouTube because I won't do that. I'm not going to do that. Okay. Okay. But I'm censoring myself for the kids, for the rats, Mm. because they're loving this cheese. And this could be a historical run for this film. Right. And I want the kids to be able to listen Mm. in on this show and- and become box office fans from this movie, right? Like the opportunity for a kid to see the opening weekend of Puss in Boots and see it have legs and see these small drops, that's an excitement. That's something that kids will want to follow. So that's why I'm censoring myself because their parents will say, they say the F word within five seconds of that show. You don't want to let my kid listen to that, even though they're probably swearing or saying whatever they say, saying horrible things about their neighbors and things like that. Right, right. But still, everybody's a hypocrite, and I can't do anything about that. But what I can do is make sure that my language is appropriate for these children so they can follow the trajectory of this movie. Yes, yes, because, I mean, this is officially, officially, Puss in Boots, Last Wish is on a greatest showman type box office run. That is happening. And you're right. We probably have just swarms of new listeners who are between the ages of 5 and 12. I mm-hmm. mean, I think we just have to, to be prepared. And I'm glad you were prepared at the opening. Be prepared that an audience of elementary school children are now listening to the B.O. Boys because they know Puss in Boots is on a Greatest Showman type run, and this is the show that's covering it. So you're right. While this run is happening, we will not say the F word. We will. I think we, we need to do on the B.O. Boys while this Puss in Boots run is happening is avoid the seven dirty words. Mm-hmm. So no mother effer, no sea sucker, no, none of those words that are on there. Yeah, yeah. You know? We're we're not going to say any of those words, um, because the kids are the kids are here to celebrate this. I mean, this was a in its fifth weekend, a drop of only eighteen percent. So I'm yeah. going to go to the videotape. I'm going to go to the numbers of the Greatest Showman, and the Greatest Showman in that Greatest Showman run in its fifth weekend dropped. 15%. So 18%. Where was it at at the same time? I mean, that movie ended up making so 174, that, right? Domestic. So that movie was at after its fifth weekend was what as at was at 113 million dollars. So now Puss in Boots has surpassed the run after five weekends 
of where Greatest Showman was after five weekends. Okay. And Greatest Showman did get all the way out to $174 million. I mean, I think it is safe to say Puss in Boots is going to far outgross The Greatest Showman. Well, here's the thing. We don't we don't know when this movie is going to hit streaming, right? Yeah. That's the that's the key. And and the, and listen. That's the key. Don't because it's already don't do it. if people want it at home, PVOD it. Mm-hmm. PVOD it. Spend the 30 bucks to buy it or the $25 to rent it. This is universal, right? This is universal. So there's always the cock problem here. Yeah. So peacock, of course. Keep it off. Yeah. Okay. See, yeah. kids, I can't uh, keep it off peacock. Yeah. You got to keep it off peacock. Because here's the thing. Here, well, let's just real quick, real quick for the the kids that are listening. Peacock is a streaming service. Okay. Yeah. Owned by Universal Comcast. There's a streaming service. It is not a vulgarity. When we say keep puss off of the cock, we're saying keep puss in boots off of peacock. Yes. When we that say, is it's just because we don't have time, we've got yes. so much to get to. So keep it off it, the cock is what we're going to say. Yeah. It's industry slang, you know, the type of thing that started in variety. Of course, the BO boys use it. So when we say commonly used in industry slang. Yes. So don't put the, don't put the puss on the cock. What we're saying here is, you cannot drop Puss in Boots Last Wish on Peacock because it will completely affect this movie's ability to have a greatest showman type run. And here's the thing. Mm-hmm. You can keep it off there because Paramount did the same thing with Top Gun. Yes. And people still went to Paramount Plus in droves, right? Yep. The, the A popular movie in theaters, it's just going to keep having interest and then it's not going to be like when it gets onto uh peacock people are going to be like oh that's so this many months ago it's like no it was making money up until that point they got to pick the perfect moment where they know okay it's gonna make this amount of money we're at this level this is what we want its cume to be and then you drop it right yes now want to be you gotta you gotta wait you gotta wait to drop the puss on the cock for months. And I know it's hard to though. It's, it's hard. hard to. It's hard. It's hard, but it's hard. It, the, the audience is not going to think that that puss is old and moldy because you don't drop it on the cock for five to six months. <laughs> It'll still be good. It'll still be good puss when it's on the cock in May or June. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. All right. The audience will enjoy that puss. If you wait till the summer to put it on the cock, don't yeah. drop the puss on the cock now. I mean, is that a cut the shit moment? Clayton, cut the S. Mm. Cut the S. You'll bleep it. I'll have to bleep it. See, You'll I'm doing it for the it. kids. I'll have to yeah. bleep it. Gosh, yeah, you, you've got to bleep. We cannot have the S word on this show when we're trying to cut the S about not putting the puss on the cock early. You know what? I got to re-listen to that Carlin bit. You have all his albums, right? You're a big Carlin guy, right? You All, all his stuff. You uh, got all the, the books, records, brain all droppings. All the records, all the books, of course. Yeah, yeah um, of course. 
what is the pork chop book with Jesus? Did Jesus bring uh, the pork chops? Whole, did yeah, that was the big question that needed to be asked. So so here's what I wanted to say. Okay. Austin, wanna be a boy Austin. Mm-hmm. Again, great email, always sends great emails. Mm-hmm. He is full on the greatest showman train. Okay. That that puss in boots is gonna be greatest showman type. And he's going crazy. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it. F it, it's a raw feed. It will hit 200 mil. He's wow. calling 200 mil. And this is this. Austin, for the kids who mm-hmm. are listening, okay? Austin knows his stuff. Yes. Okay? He was yes. one of the guys who went high on Elvis because of that trailer being in front of Maverick. He mm-hmm. called that out, something that a, a lot of professionals also said after the fact, but who said it first? Austin. Want to be mm-hmm. oh boy Austin. So this man knows his stuff. Yep. So listen, who am I to argue with Austin about this prediction. And listen, that would be amazing if this yeah. thing legged out to more than Greatest Showman. But it yes. all comes down to the puss being on the cock. Yeah, if the puss is on the cock, then we're we're not going to have a Greatest Showman situation. It, they got to be smart. They got to be smart because the subscribers will, subscribers, the subscribers will come for that. Yeah. They will come for that whenever it happens. Whenever yes, it happens, exactly. they will come. Exactly. You don't have to put the puss on the cock now to get the subscribers to come. The subscribers will still come in six, seven months. Let them come then when you put the puss on the cock after it's had its greatest showman level run. Also, here's the thing. We don't talk about TV, huh? Huh? But... but the subscribers are already coming to the cock for Night Court. You know, Night Court, Night the Court, biggest hit in uh, what five years? Yeah. So Night Court has got these cock subscribers coming right now. Mm-hmm. You don't need to also put the puss on top of it. Honestly, it would be just too much. It would be yeah. too much. It'd be too so, much. So let's Universal Comcast. Let's have this greatest showman run. We've got a chance here. We got a chance here for greatest showman level run for this movie to top sing to, for it to be historic. Just hashtag keep the puss off the cock. Yeah. Yeah. Let's right? tr- let's have that trending. Let's have that trending, everyone. I for mean, the kids, you know. For the kids. Now, Pat, we have an embarrassment of riches here uh, okay. to talk about because- we have Megan holding strong, down only mm-hmm. 47%, which incredible. I think I erroneously thought, you know, last weekend that this was, you know, that last weekend was the third weekend of Megan. It's just because Megan has felt like a part of our family for so mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. But this is a this is the actual third weekend, and the drop of 47% would have been great in the second weekend. But it's just really doing such a good job of holding for a horror film. Yes, incredible. And so, I mean, great. Uh, there was a, a Megan parody on SNL this weekend. So mm-hmm. Allison Williams showing up there, showing her uh, her sense of humor. Anybody who says that Allison Williams is not a draw for this film is in La La Land. Because yes, literally we and figuratively. Yes, because sure. we went and saw 
this movie because of the premise, because of the creative team behind it, but yes. also because Allison Williams keeps herself special. And yes. we were excited to see her back on the big screen in it. She's an Ethan Hawke-esque character when it comes to these Blumhouse movies. Like, mm-hmm. you know, Ethan shows up in a Blumhouse movie and you're excited. Yes, you and, know that this is a a st- this is a, a higher tier Blumhouse if yes. Ethan Hawke is in it. Yes. And if and if Allison, because listen, she don't have to do anything really, right? And that's great. Right. We would love Life O'Reilly. We would love it, right? And that's nothing against her, but she won't just do anything. And she's doing this, and you know what? Quality project. People love it. Hmm. So just a little comparison point, and this is amazing how neck and neck this is. I didn't even realize it would be this close. But after its third weekend, Megan is now at $73 million. After its third weekend, the fall 2022 horror hit Smile was at $71 million on its way to getting to 105. So right now, Megan is slightly ahead, but mm-hmm. it's basically neck and neck. And in his third weekend, Smile had only dropped 32%. As you said here, Megan just dropped 47% in its third weekend. So I'll throw this out here. In the end, will Megan out smile, smile? It, it's pretty close. Will Megan get to 105? I mean, I think so. I think so. I think there's enough interest in this film. I think it's um, a, a better quality film than Smile, which does matter. Like, it's, I think, rewatchable more. Possibly. I mean, the, the thing that I'll say Smile really had in its favor was that in the upcoming weekend, so the fourth weekend of Smile was... The weekend of October 21st, the fifth weekend of Smile was Halloween weekend, October 28th. Oh, so, so Smile, true. Smile really got to really play through uh, uh, Shocktober, through the Halloween, October spooky season. Whereas Megan, you know, this is, it, it's not Halloween season. There's only one yeah. Halloween season for horror movies. So it'll actually be close, I think. I mean, I I think Megan getting past the black phone, which was, uh, uh, my memory serves me right, around $93 million. I think Megan definitely gets past that. I don't know if it's a slam doink that Megan gets over 100 and gets past the 105 of Smile. I don't now, know. Without that Halloween goosing there. Did Smile have PLFs? Smile had at least some PLFs, like Dolby, like higher price tickets. I don't think that Megan has had that benefit at all. Right. I mean, Avatar Smile... has eaten up all of those screens, as it should. I mean, that experience is, needs to be in those. Well, if you think of it, Smile came out in October, and the two big movies then, you know, quote unquote big, was Black Adam. Mm-hmm. Right, was early in the month and quote then unquote, Halloween yeah, quote ends. And my guess was based on the just awful, which I was touting for weeks and weeks, the awful performance right off the bat of Black Adam. Okay, just for the kids, just for the was, kids, it he's, lying. Was dro- he's lying. It was, it was uh, for weeks and weeks. I said oh that Black God. Adam was a box office disappointment. There's no one who could 
claim that that is factually incorrect. I, I wish I could weeks. swear right now. I wish so, I could swear right now. For the kids, you can't. You can't. So I would guess that Black Adam shed a lot of PLFs that Smile was getting to use in that month, and Halloween Ends was a disaster. So mm-hmm. Smile, you're right, probably did get more PLFs than what Megan has right now. So it did have higher price tickets. I don't know. I mean, I'll throw out a prediction. I don't think Megan gets quite there. I think it falls a little short of that 105. Gut feeling, gut check. What do you think after three weeks? Do you think Megan gets past the smile mark? I mean, the thing is, is that there's not, uh, you know, I, I don't cabin think cabin door is knocking. Soon. I, I was just going to say, if if not for that cabin mm-hmm. and, and that, that knocking, knock. yeah, that knock, that knock, mm-hmm. I think Megan could do it. But I think a lot of people are going to be psyched to see another sort of thriller at that point. So, yeah, I think it does fall short. But obviously... Megan, cultural oh phenomenon, yep. Megan 2.0, already greenlit, already yes. going to be coming out. I mean, listen, this is a success by any measure. It's oh, my God. T- talking Massive about, hit. yeah, talking about the cock. Yeah. You know, this thing's going to be all over the cock. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Keep me off the cock. That yeah. is. And, of course, me being short for Megan, yeah. cock being short for Peacock. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh let's talk about avatar let's talk about it two billion dollar baby mm-hmm. two billion dollar baby one of what f- five six films to ever do it let's look well uh you look up the you can look up the all-time uh worldwide grossing i will just quickly throw out because i have the list in front of me of all-time domestic so right domestic. now avatar way of water has now gotten up to 598 million domestic at the moment that we're saying this, it's probably going to cross that $600 million mark any minute now. I mean, that that's about to happen. But it is in the all-time domestic earners, it is 13th place. It is $10 million behind Incredibles 2. So that'll happen this week. It is $22 million behind Star Wars Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. And it is about $25 million behind the 10th place movie, The Avengers. So let's see. When do we think Avatar Way of Water is going to pass The Avengers? It made $20 million this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So it may take a little more than the next week yeah. to get past The Avengers and to get into the top 10 all time. And then that's when it starts to get... No, not dicey, because I think the slam doinks remain. It is going to at least get into ninth place, Mm -hmm. passing Jurassic World, which is currently at 652, because that Mm -hmm. would be another 54, 55 million or so domestic, which you figure it takes Avatar three weeks or so to get past that number. And then it probably gets past Titanic. And then maybe that is where it nestles. It may nestle eighth all time. That, that has been my call that it will nestle snugly next to another Jim Cameron uh, spectacle. And I'm looking here, one of the one of only six films to ever make over two billion dollars 
at the okay. worldwide box office. Mm-hmm. Avatar The Way of Water currently at number six all time, breathing wow. down the neck of Avengers Infinity War with uh, Avengers Infinity War uh, d- d- made two, $2,048 million, whatever it is. You okay. Know. And uh, it, it only needs, what, $25 million more? to uh beat infinity war so it's gonna yes. do that it's gonna do that worldwide for sure Slam it's gonna going. beat uh force awakens yep it only needs 43 million, million worldwide dollars. to get into fourth place yep slam doing and it's gonna nestle next to titanic with uh 2.2 billion which is also what i said it's gonna ha- and i said this and listen christopher cook uh-huh mm-hmm. um Look up that tape because I said it's going to nestle both domestically and worldwide next to Titanic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's looking that way. It's it's very. I mean, it's 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 sweet. You know, this is the ending of Titanic that we never got. Mm-hmm. You know, Jack and Rose were separated at the end of Titanic, but now we're going to get this beautiful ending of Titanic and Avatar Two: The Way of Water being smushed together on that raft at, yeah. uh, you know on both of these uh all-time domestic and worldwide lists listen he we'll say it again he did it again he did it, it again. again it happened again avatar <laughs> way of water just an all-time phenomenon it happened again here's now here's the question i want to pose to you that i teased uh back oh, in but, the hallway before we started recording oh, by the water cooler when do we well a i guess it's two questions a when do we clap for way of water i mm. think we still have to wait because this run is still going yeah. and when do we divvy up the billions wow i for mean for avatar way of water we haven't done a good divvying in a while and i feel like there's a few movies now that that uh uh have earned divvying I mean, that's just such a huge chunk of pie to slice into. It's just so we've uh, never divvied, asking for it. We've never divvied more than a billion. You know, the most we've ever divvied has been the Joker. billion dollars for Joker. Billion dollar baby. The billion dollar baby. But Avatar Way of Water is a two billy baby. Wow. I got to get my maths uh, straight. Yeah. I got to really work on my maths before we can divvy this up. It's going to be difficult. Yeah. But um, I think I, we're going to have to do it. What is the number? Do we wait until it hits the, oh, I don't know, 2.1 billion? End of the run. End of the run. Of course, end of the run. We got to make sure every single penny gets where it needs to go. So then- because maybe I'm just hankering for a divvy in. I know, you are. Do we divvy? Because the two other movies I feel like deserve a divvying are Megan and, um, uh, uh, of course, the this Puss in, in Boots. The last uh, Puss wish. in Boots, I mean, we divvy that. And I think that's when, it, when the puss drops on the cock is when we divvy that up. All right. Well, then I hope we don't divvy that for until the spring. It better not. They better yeah. not. Yeah. Um, uh, all right, so I think Avatar, we're going to keep following its rise up the domestic and worldwide all-time lists. But it, it's just a, a, an historic run. Now, 
Um, let's quickly, because mm-hmm. we said this was going to be a half an hour, uh, uh, but it's not. I mean, come on, right? Come on. So let's talk a little bit about this man called Otto. Mm-hmm. And, and I just want to, you know, it's doing well, Heartland hit. Yep. And I just want to draw attention to it because, and listen, I don't want to be negative on this podcast, and I don't like to draw attention to negativity, but the Razzie nominations came out. Right? Oh, these, no. These, no. Okay. And all I'm going to say is Tom Hanks, a.k.a. the man called Otto, dual nominee. Oh, come for on. Elvis and Pinocchio. And listen. I just want to say to these bozos at the Razzies. They're bozos. We're over it. It's done. It's not funny. It's not fun. No. We don't care about it anymore. The only reason I mention it is to show how out of touch. Elvis was a spectacular hit. Yep. Austin Butler's probably going to win an Oscar, right? You've got Tom Hanks with a Heartland hit. This guy's bigger than he's been in... 15 years, and you're giving him Razzies. And you know why you're doing it? It's because he's big and because he's beloved, because you want attention. Yeah. They also gave Sylvester Stallone a nomination for Samaritan, which this man has written more scripts than these bozos have written shopping lists. So they can go kick a can. We had, listen- Right, the yeah. things we would say right oh, now I about wish. these Razzies and these the people who run this organization, but we can't because we've got all these kids who are listening because mm-hmm. of this Puss in Boots run. But if we were able to be our uncensored selves. Oh, my goodness. Would, the things we would say about all of you Razzie nominators, and we know you're listening, huh? Huh. All right. We know that that. You know, this is this is playing in in whatever it is, wherever it is that you find shelter, wherever some it is. sewer, some sewer, the sewers that you that you I don't even want to say it. I don't even I can't say it because the things I would say, uh, it would it would be horrible for our, our new kids audience to listen. But here's what I will say. I invite the the head person of the Razzies. I invite him. Mm-hmm. to this show so that right before we record I get to tell him actually we're not going to let you be on the show Bump. actually we're bumping you bumping you after yeah. you've been waiting to be on the show for weeks and weeks mm-hmm. you've been preparing for it you've been preparing oh I'm going to promote the Razzies on the B.O. Boys and then we bump you. So I invite you, President of the Razzies, to be on the B.O. Boys so that we could bump you. And you know what? He'd do it. He would do he'd it. He'd do it in a second. He'd do it in a second. Because he'd probably be like, oh, it's a joke. It's like it's what we jo- do. It's like, it's like what, what we, we do. do. Guess what? It won't be a joke. No. We will bump you. We're not a joke. This We're isn't not a, a joke. joke. I'm deadly serious. We will bump you. So I invite you. Come on the show. So we could bump you. We will, we will bump you. Mm-hmm. All right, Pat. Well, listen, 
we wanted to talk about some theater closings, but we're going long. So let's talk about these theater closings on our preview episode coming up this week. Okay. We got some emails from some people. We got an email from one of B.O. Boy, Chris. That's where my confusion came from. Chris this, H. is my confusion. Yes. I yes. knew we had another one of B.O. Boy with Chris. So yes. Chris H. sent us an email. Austin gave us some juicy dish. Yeah, yeah, we've got we've got people commenting on our our uh, YouTube channel. I just want to quickly. I was gonna say, you know what? Sorry, Chris. We'll get to your email uh, next time, but we do need to at least mention this because there is some question as to whether okay. these theaters are actually going to close. Okay, okay. So you Let's have you have that, that info in front of you. Do, I... well, do we want to go over that right now? The the possible. The, the fact that some of these closures may not be actually closing or do well, we want to talk about Well, let's just because I feel the... like we should do some research into this. Yes. So we'll, and... we'll hold that news until the next episode. Here's the one thing I do want to just get out there right now because these theaters are closing and people are very upset about it. It is a tough time if you are, you know, in the box office community, the movie community like we all are. And I do, I, uh, I am glad that people are taking comfort in being part of this podcast, being together in these tough times. So I just want to read you quickly a couple of, of comments that we've gotten. So this one is from uh, our YouTube channel. Someone commented here, uh, and I quote, want to be, oh boy, Matt here. Really appreciate the respectful moment of silence for those regals. I'm just a plain Billy out here in the stacks and can't make a whole lot of sense out of what either of you are talking about, but it means a lot to me that you're saying it regardless. So that was for Matt. Thank you. I am glad that our show and our box office community is able to bring you some comfort. Also got this uh, following comment from a wannabe old girl, mm-hmm. longtime listener who is uh, the, the, this person, uh, uh, she is a healthcare researcher with a PhD, this wannabe old girl. And this wow. is what she says. Uh, love that you're talking about the closing of Regal movie theaters. Like we talk about hospitals in the research business. Movie theater access is as, if not more, important than healthcare access. So that is from a wannabe old girl yes. who is in that industry. And I listen, agree 100%. we are not. We are not going to stop talking about these closures, and we are not going to stop providing a uh, a safe, welcoming community mm-hmm. for all of us to be together and get through this this together. We will get through these regal closings together, and we will make sense of this. And what I will say is for before our next episode drops, which is going mm-hmm. to be probably Thursday or Friday, mm-hmm. if you are near one of these theaters, these regals that are supposedly going to close, call them, yes. talk to management, and ask them what their plan is because really quickly, because we're going to call ours. Yes. Austin did send us this from Facebook. And listen, I don't want to spread misinformation and Austin is saying, take this with a... Grain mm-hmm. of salt, but there was a, a comment on the Facebook about a a a, a um, regal in Buffalo, New York, 
Mm-hmm. And it says, despite the scuttlebutt in the news, I called Regal Elmwood directly and spoke with a manager. He said that although the parent company filed for bankruptcy and their initial bid to renegotiate their lease was rejected, they plan to stay open and continue to work out a deal. Same for Transit Regal, which is another Buffalo-based Regal. He said the article, this is the manager, said the article is misleading and what they that they plan on moving forward with business as usual. And he said, spread the word. So here's the thing. We don't mm-hmm. know who this person is on Facebook. This is all conjecture. But what right. we can do, the actionability, is call the manager at your Regal that is supposedly closing and talk to them and see what their plan is. Because, listen, we don't know anything right now, but we're figuring it out. We're but figuring it out together. Even if, even if these close, even if they stay open – We'll always have the BO boys. You'll always have this community. You'll always have yes. the our YouTube subscribers and commenters, our emailers, our Twitter yes. users. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, well, followers. Our followers. Yes. Our wanna BO boys, our wanna BO girls, our wanna BO people. People. Yes. So now more than ever, more than ever with these regal closings, this is the time to smash that subscribe button on our YouTube channel. Yes. Link down there. If you're watching us on YouTube, subscribe down there. Smash that like button. Now more than ever, this is the time to rate five stars on Apple Podcasts. Mm -hmm. Give the B.O. Boys five stars on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a comment. But most important thing you could do in a time like this is rate the B.O. Boys five stars immediately. It will help make the podcast more available to other people who are in these similar situations, who are grieving, who are confused right now during these regal closings. Give the B.O. Boys five stars. Tweet about us on your social media. Spread the word so that other people who are in pain Mm -hmm. right now from these regal closings could become part of this community and could start their own personal healing process. Yes. All right. Because we are not the only ones who are dealing with the pain of these regal closings. Mm -hmm. There are many, many box office community members who need to be brought in to this BO boys community so that we, they could, they could begin the healing with us. Mm -hmm. So very important five stars on Apple Podcasts, smash that subscribe button, smash that like button, and spread the word on social media now more than ever. Now more than ever. Pat, I think we did it. Yeah, I think we did it. I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except until next time. We'll smell you at the Bye.